أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيا للسلام حيا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي له فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين آمنوا وهاجروا وجاهدوا في سبيل الله بأموالهم وأنفسهم أعظم درجة أعظم درجة عند الله وأولئك هم الفائزون يبشرهم ربهم برحمة من ورضوان وجنات لهم فيها نعيم مقيم خالدين فيها أبدا إن الله عنده أجر عظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المهاجر من هجر ما نهى الله عنه 
أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Respected elders and beloved brothers in Islam Alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to witness another Islamic year We are now in the second tree being the second of Muharram 1445 years after the Hijrah And the beginning, the beginning of the Islamic calendar reminds us of the great sacrifice of the sahaba ikram the sacrifice of our beloved rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his most beloved and esteemed companion sahaba ikram radiyallahu anhum that hijrat that journey where they had to leave their hometown leave their beloved their families their businesses their homes suddenly they, could, they were not given time to even prepare it was the command of allah And this was for the protection of the Iman. Initially, for them to leave Mecca and go to Medina Munawwara was to protect the Iman. But eventually it became a means of progress of deen. So it was in the time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhumah that one of his governors, Sayyidina Abu Musa al-Ashari radiallahu anhumah sent him a letter and he told him that there's many letters that come from you but it is not dated. So it's difficult for him to understand and to implement it. There was one narration, another narration is mentioned of Sayyidina Umar and it was dated as Shaban. But there was no year that was mentioned, it was just Shaban. So Sayyidina Umar was confused which Shaban it was referred to. Was it his last Shaban or the previous Shaban? So Sayyidina Umar radiallahu then he gathered the Sahaba al-Kiram radiallahu and He then asked them, give the opinions, we need to have our own Islamic calendar. That we will have certain, which, which year we can date it as. So they, or everyone gave different opinions. And eventually this was decided that the Islamic calendar will begin from the year the Hijrah took place. And whatever the Sahaba Ikram implemented, must remember, this is also part of the Sunnah. Because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Alaykum bi sunnati. That hold from onto my sunnah, my way of life, and the, the, the way and the sunnah of my rightly guided sahaba. So whatever we, the, the sahaba implemented, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Uthman, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu implemented during the Khilafat, is part of the sunnah. They the ones that understood the sunnah and the deen the best. So Sayyidina, with, with all the sahaba ikram, he decided that we are going to Uh, date the years from the time of the hijrah because this was the turning point in, in Islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his wisdom the sahaba Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the sahaba had to go through a lot of persecution in Makkah Mokarama to protect the iman to practice on iman it was a very difficult period and eventually they were given permission that now to protect your iman to practice freely they can make hijrah go from Makkah Mokarama to Medina Munawwara Because in Medina Munawwara they were guaranteed protection and they were allowed to practice freely on the deen. So therefore they were given this uh, permission to go to Medina Munawwara. In the beginning it was Sahaba like Sayyidina Musa bin Umayr radiallahu anhu, Sayyidina Abdullah bin Umayr Maktoum radiallahu anhu. 
many other sahaba that went and many people accepted Islam, many people learned Islam and so they were ready for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was waiting for the permission to come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he can make this hijrat. So when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was given permission to make that hijrat, to leave Makkah Mukarramah and go to Medina Munawwara, then Sayyidina Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he came to Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu in a very odd time. Sayyidina Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would very often go to Sayyidina Abu Bakr, they were very close. But this was a time which was not his normal time. So Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu narrates this incident and he says, he came in a different time, so we realized there was something important, some important matter. So he tells Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu that Allah has given me permission to make hijrat to Medina Munawwara. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu is asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa permission, can I, as-suhba, as-suhba ya Rasulullah, can I accompany you, O Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam allows him, and he gets so happy, he gets so excited, he starts crying. Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha says, I never knew that anybody could cry out of happiness. This was the first time in my life I seen someone crying out of happiness. He got so happy because Allah had accepted him to accompany Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa on this very Mubarak and great journey. And what, why he could, one is to be with Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa that alone is such a great ni'mat and bounty. But together with that, his intention was how I can serve my Nabi, how I can protect my Nabi, how I can go to the, to, to different extents to, to protect Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And we know to what level he did it. When he came to the cave, he would go and cover all the holes the hole that was not covered, he had to put some narrations mentioned, he had to put his hand or his foot and he even got, uh, he got uh, stung by a, a uh, uh, it was a scorpion or it was, it was some type of an creature that, that had bitten him or stung him while in that cave. And while traveling all the time, he goes to the front, to the back, to the side, worried about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa But the lesson that we, we learned is that Sayyidina Abu Bakr became so happy when Allah accepted him for a great service of him. So this is one, one of the lessons of Hijrat, is that we must, whenever Allah accepts us to do some good work, some good khidmat of deen, we must become happy and we must be very excited about it. One is happiness and the other is to be proud. That's suffered. The person must never be proud. He must never be haughty to feel that he's got some entitlement. Yes, you must be happy that Allah is allowing me to do the khidmat of deen. Allah is allowing me to be part of serving the masjid, serving the, the orphans, serving some aspect of the, the madrasa, whatever it is where we can help. We must try to help and be happy if Allah accepts us to do some khidmat of deen. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr was very excited that Allah had accepted him to accompany Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on this great journey. Then there's another incident of Sayyidina Abu Salama and Sayyidina Umay Salama radiallahu anhum. They were going to make hijrat. So Sayyidina Umay Salama radiallahu anha narrates that Abu Salama, he prepared the camels, the conveyances, and he made me mount the, the, the conveyance, and then he placed our baby on my lap. And now we started leaving from Makkah Mukarramah, leaving to Medina Munawwara to make this great journey of Hijrat. So Sahaba, different Sahaba made different, different sacrifices. And now this was a family, the husband and wife and the child, we are making the Hijrat. As they are leaving Makkah Mukarramah, the family of Umay Salama radiallahu anha notices that they are going, they are going to Medina Munawwara, they are leaving Makkah. 
So they went to extremes to stop the Muslims from practicing their deen. They really caused a lot of inconvenience. Many Sahaba had to very discreetly leave Makkah Mukarramah. Some of them, their family had to give them protection. So the family of Umm Salma radiallahu anha, they come and they say, you can go, but we are not going to allow our daughter to go. This is from, she's from our family. She is not, doesn't have permission to leave Makkah Mukarramah. So they take her and they don't allow her. They take her to the family. And they said that they even took the child away. So the family of Abu Salma radiallahu anhu come and they say that this child, he is from, he is from our progeny. So we, you cannot take him. So the family of Abu Salama, they take the child away. And now the wife is, she's gone to her family. The child is, was gone to the family of Abu Salama. And Abu Salama, he sees that this is a great journey. It is far for me. I have to leave. I cannot stay in Makkah Mukarramah. So he continues on a journey and he leaves and he goes alone to Madinah Munawwara. Sayyidina Abu Salama radiallahu anha, she says it was such a difficult moment. Every day she used to go and sit under a tree and she used to cry and cry. She was separated from her husband, separated from her child. And this happened for one entire year. Imagine one year she separated from her husband, was separated from her baby. How difficult it is for that mother. It's not an easy test. If she wanted, she could have told Sayyidina Abu Salama radiallahu anhu to stay behind to look after her so that they could be together as a family. But she allowed him, she understood that it's father for him to go. She has, he has to go. I cannot withhold him, I cannot keep him back. So he goes, imagine he leaves his wife, he leaves his child. They were very beloved to him. But the command of Allah was more important. So this family, how much sacrifice they made for this hijrah. Eventually one day she said, that one of my family members, they go up to the leaders of the family and they say, how could you do this to this woman? You separated her from her husband. You separated from a child every day. She's so sad and she's grief-stricken with this separation. Allow her to go to Medina Munawar. Eventually, they allowed her to go to travel to Medina Munawar. Now, the family of Abu Salama radiallahu they hand over the child to her. And now she's going to reunite with her husband. She herself alone take, goes on this journey. She leaves Makkah Mukarramah. Traveling from Makkah Mukarramah to Medina Munawar by camel approximately 400-500 kilometers. Imagine in that heat. And she goes herself. And she says, when I was passing the name, then Uthman bin Talha who was not a Sahabi at that moment, at that time, he noticed that I am traveling. So he asked me, are you traveling alone? Is there no one with you? So she says, no. He says, okay, I will, I will accompany you and I will help you reach Medina Munawwara. So Sayyidina Uthman bin Talha radiallahu then accompanies her and helps her to go to Medina Munawwara. Sayyidina, Sayyidina Umm Salama radiallahu says, I never saw a man with so much modesty and so much respect. He says, whenever I needed to stop, he would make the camel kneel down, he would go far away so I can get off the conveyance. And then when it was time to go again on the conveyance, he would make the conveyance sit down, he would go far away so I could mount. After I mounted the conveyance, then he would come back and then he would go, he would take the conveyance and help the, uh, guide the conveyance towards the destination. He says that he had, whenever it came to time to rest, he would go very far away. He would not be near me. He had a lot of respect and a lot of modesty. Even before Islam, Allah had blessed him with such a respect and modesty. 
Sometimes people are in difficulty, a woman is in difficulty, we need to help her. Then you have to do it with a lot of respect, a lot of modesty, with a lot of haya. This was, so she praised him and says how much haya, and eventually, when she came, when he came close to Medina Munawwara, he says this is the locality of Medina Munawwara, you can go and find your husband, and then he returned to Makkah Mukarramah. And these three then united, the family had united after one entire year. So as a family unit, they made so much sacrifice for deen. They understood the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The command of Allah was so important to them. We as family, as, fam- as a family unit, we have to also make sacrifices for deen. When we will sacrifice together for deen and show our children that sacrifice, for example, it's a time of salah, whatever is beloved to us, we will leave and we go to salah. We are teaching the children in our home. That salah is so important. Person is going through some difficulty, some problem, whatever, whatever is the challenge at that time. We teach, we practically show the family, the children what is important. They will grow up and they'll understand what is important. If we ourselves are spending so much time in the incorrect things, then what do we expect? We can't expect our children not to fall in the same line to do the same things. So then there was an incident of another sahabi, Sayyidina Tamrad radiallahu This sahabi was a blind sahabi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed the ayat that إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَوَفَّاهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ ظَالِمِي أَنفُسِهِمْ قَالُوا فِي مَا كُنْتُمْ قَالُوا كُنَّا مُسْتَضْعَفِينَ فِي الْأَرْضِ قَالُوا أَلَمْ تَكُنْ أَرْضُ اللَّهِ وَاسِعَةً فَتُهَاجِرُوا فِيهَا فَأُولَئِكَ مَأْوَاهُمْ جَهَنَّمْ Allah had revealed that is the land of Allah not vast enough for you to travel? If we have no excuse and you do not make the hijrah, for jahannam, your destination and your abode will be the fire of jahannam. Sayyidina Damra radiallahu he says, he was a blind sahabi. He says, I got no excuse. I got slaves, I got wealth. So he started making hijrah. A blind sahabi. He goes and he doesn't make an excuse. No, I am blind. I've got an excuse. He doesn't feel sorry for himself. He says, I've got help, people to help me, and I've got the wealth. And he starts leaving on hijrat, and he, he falls sick. And it so happened that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such, he passed away in Tan'im. He didn't even make it to Medina Munawwara. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayat regarding him. وَمَن يُهَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Allah in the, in the, towards the end of the ayat, يُدْرِكُ الْمَوْتِ فَقَدْ وَقَى أَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ those that are making hijrat, and while making hijrat, mode comes their way, then they have the full reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah will bless them with the gardens of Jannah. So this sahabi did not make any excuses to practice on the deen of Allah. A blind sahabi, he even sacrificed to that level to make that effort to reach Medina Munawwara. So this is in great sacrifice. All these different sahaba ikram, radiyallahuhum, what great sacrifice they made to reach Medina Munawwara. Sayyidina Suhib radiallahu when he was trying to leave Medina, Makkah Mukarramah, the kuffar come and tell him, we're not going to allow you to just leave like that. You're not from Makkah Mukarramah. He was known as Suhib Rumi, from the lands of Rome. He says, you, if you want to leave, you, you came here and all the wealth and whatever you earned was from Makkah Mukarramah. We're not going to allow you to go. So he tells them that I am very fast, you know, I can run. And I'll be able to compete with you. And if I fight with you, I'm a very good archer. I will definitely kill a few of uh, a few of you. Then he says, "Okay, never mind. I can make a deal with you. If you allow me to go freely, I'll tell you the whereabouts of my wealth, where it's buried, 
and I'll give you all my wealth and I'll give you whatever I own in Makkah Mukarramah. They accept it. They accept that offer and they allow him to go. As he's entering Medina Munawwara, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells him that, Rabihal Bay, Rabihal Bay, Ya Suhaib, what a, what a great transaction, what a profitable transaction, O Suhaib. That you, what you have given all your wealth so you could reach Medina Munawwara. Sahaba understood the rewards from Allah. They were, it was easy for them to sacrifice the material possessions because they understood, they knew it was temporary. The rewards of Allah is forever and forever. The temporary things of this world, we cannot give that preference over the matters of Akhirat. So if we are tested when it comes to doing transactions, we have to show that we will not deal in interests. We will not deal in anything that is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to salah, we will, our salah comes first, before our jobs, before our occupations, before everything else. We will not give our material possessions and works of this world preference over the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is, these are the lessons. Imagine the daughter of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sayyidah Zainab radiallahu anha, even she had to sacrifice so much. When she had to make hijrah, 